0: See you.
1: She didn't give up, and don't you give up. Don't stop praying for people you love and care about. Don't stop praying for your kids. Don't stop praying for your grandkids or your great-grandkids. Keep praying for that stubborn person (laughs) that's in rebellion, and just keep praying. Keep seeking God. Don't stop. Don't stop. Remain humble and pray. And in the right moment, at the right time, Jesus Christ will answer. Even if he's silent right now, he will answer you. But here is the key. Don't miss this. It matters how you respond when he answers you it matters how you respond and I would say this too don't don't be one of those people who just isolates ask for help ask others to pray and don't wait until something a crisis comes to where you pray you know sometimes I've heard people say well now all we can do is pray and I'm like no that's the first thing you should do and I have to tell you I have to share this so I read this story it was hilarious to me and probably because I know this is going to be hard to believe, just bear with me. Um, I was a kid who got in some trouble, you know? I was a little rambunctious, and I, I, I get it, you know, it's hard to believe, but I was. And so I can identify with this. I was reading this story about this church, pretty decent-sized church in Kentucky, down south, you know, kind of south. And uh, there was this story, on, uh, uh, during the church service, there was a dad who was apparently upset with his little boy. Who was acting up in church and he grabbed the boy put him under his arm and started heading out the sanctuary and uh, you know I probably I can't say too much you know because people get offended but you know not you here but you know those maybe who watch it online you know because these days you can't discipline your kids either right um, but he puts him under his arm and he's heading out the church out the sanctuary and everyone in the church is looking over and the little boy's face he knows he's in trouble he pushed dad too far and but dad is he's taking him outside for a reason, for a purpose. And I just love it because the story says, so everyone in the church is watching and just before they hit the doors of the sanctuary, the little guy in his southern accent says, y'all pray for me right now. (laughs) And uh, I just love that story I can identify. Uh, But uh, I just love that. But don't wait for a time of crisis to pray. You know, Um, don't. Develop that relationship now. Get to know your Lord. Spend time with Him. I mean, what are we doing? If we're living a life for Jesus, if we're Christians, that's who we are. It should be everything. We should spend time with our King. If you're not spending time with Him, I mean, what kind of friend are you if you never spend time with, you know, you have a best friend, you never talk to Him, you never spend time with Him. Can you really call Him your best friend? (laughs) Spend time with Jesus. And, you know, I love this, though, because... The Pharisees, again, that stark contrast. Matthew 15 and Mark 7 give us the story of these Pharisees. And one of the things, I'll fill in some of the gaps here. We know last week that Jesus rebuked them because of their beliefs, their wicked beliefs. And he calls them hypocrites. And remember he said this, you don't have to look at this, but he, he quoted a passage from Isaiah and he was talking about them. and He said, these people draw near to me with their mouths and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. But then in Matthew 15, 12, we read a little more of the story here. We get additional information because after he rebukes them, we read this, Matthew 15, 12. Then the, his disciples came to and said to him, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this saying? Oh, I didn't... Jesus offended the right people. But you know, sometimes his word offends us, right? And I hope we're not that way. But I just want to say this, you know, everybody is offended these days if you haven't noticed. Everybody is offended, you know, and and you can't say anything, especially biblically. You know, you talk about Genesis and you talk about one man, one woman. You talk about God's plan for man and sin. Oh, man, people get offended in a hurry. That's the world we live in. But I want you to recognize something. Again, you don't have to turn over there. But Matthew 24, when Jesus is telling us and telling his disciples about some of the signs of the times at the end, what it will look like. Do you know one of those things is that people will be offended easily? That's one of the signs that he's getting ready to come get us, church. Not only that, but in that same passage, in 24, it's like 10 and 11, somewhere in there. Um, He also said that the love of many was going to wax cold because of lawlessness. And we're seeing that too. I mean, with all the lawlessness against God's word, against God's law... And all the lawlessness even in our nation. You don't really want to stop along the side of the road and help anybody anymore. You don't want to do certain things anymore because of lawlessness. And so the love of many is waxing cold. These are just signs, people. Church, understand the days we live. John talked about it a little bit. Our Lord's coming to get us soon. And this is just one of the signs. They were offended in Jesus' day, but he said that was going to only increase. And remember that word offense, I think I've talked about it before, but it means, it's basically from the root word to mean stumbling block. And that's what we see. We see the Bible, a stumbling block to the world. We see all of this now. Anything we stand for is a stumbling block and everyone takes offense. But these Pharisees were offended. But look at this. In Matthew 13 and 15, verses 13 and 14, I love Jesus' answer. He says, But but he answered and said, Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted will be uprooted. Let them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leads the blind, both will fall into the ditch. And so, you know, you see his response. And it's pretty powerful, though, when you think about this. You know, it's kind of funny when we see this, but it's really not funny. Because what he's explaining is this. These men are blind. Their arrogance has blinded them. Their religion has blinded them. They cannot see the truth. And they won't see the truth. We know only a few Pharisees came to Christ. Most did not. But do you understand when he says they will both fall into the ditch? You know what ditch that is? It's hell. This is serious. Arrogance and pride and rejecting the gospel because of that will send a person to hell. That's true. That's also a true story. There's a real place called hell. And people who reject... The truth of God's word and reject the truth of the gospel are heading there. Separated from God for eternity. And it's no joke. And I don't want anybody to go there. I know you don't either. Especially those people we know and care about and love. We should keep praying, keep seeking, keep asking. But it's a huge warning because, you know, one of the things that we can never have in the church is people who elevate themselves above other people, who think they're somehow better than everyone else. There's no room for that in the church. We're all equal. The ground is level at the foot of the cross. It's one of my favorite things because we're all equal before the Lord. No one's better. And when we think we're better, we start to look down at everyone else, and our beliefs trump the Word of God because we become so arrogant. But the only cure for that condition is to heal is to be healed by Jesus Christ. You know, that's, he is the only answer. But these blind guides, these blind religious leaders, they needed an encounter with Jesus. They needed to be healed, but they weren't healed. We know many of them are now in hell, and that's true. They needed to submit to him and come willingly to him. And we all need to do that daily. But look at this, Mark 7, verses 31 through 32. Because Jesus, we're about to read a story of a man who does come willingly And he is blessed immensely because of that. Again, departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon, he came through the midst of the region of Decapolis to the Sea of Galilee. Then they brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. And they begged him, Jesus, that is, to put his hands on him. And I love this because this account is only in the Gospel of Mark. It's one of three, I believe. It's only in the Gospel of Mark. And we know this took place over a few months, and the reason we know that is from other passages, but I'll just give you the the short version. He went from the region of Tyre and Sidon, and he comes to the Decapolis. That was about 125 miles away, over the northern hills. So we know this took a while. (laughs) You know, sometimes when we read the Bible, it's like, oh, immediately Jesus was over here, you know. And, And we did read how he made that boat kind of mini rapture you know and and be at the shoreline immediately it doesn't say that here he was spending time with his disciples teaching them but you notice this this place you might recognize that word decapolis those 10 cities gentile cities it's also in a region remember the gadarenes remember in mark chapter 5 this is where jesus healed the man cast the thousands of demons out of the the man who was possessed and he, he drove them into the pigs, and then the pigs committed suicide. And we looked at all of that, you know, suicide or whatever, you know. But, but here's the thing. Remember what he did for that man. And remember that, that man's example because he came to Jesus after. He's like, oh, Lord, take me with you. I want to follow you. And Jesus said, no. I have a different plan for your life. And I told you, that is a lesson also in humility. You know, some of us, we want to do certain things. You know, I want to be head janitor for Jesus, you know. And Jesus says, no, <laughs> I have this instead. Our humility, we should yield to that because He knows what's best for you and me. Never never serve outside of your calling unless God calls you to do it for a season. You know what I mean? He'll equip you if He, want, if he needs that. But, you know, sometimes we get offended because God will direct us in a way we don't really approve of. <laughs> Again, we can't say, no, Lord. In our life, we will suffer if we do not do what He's called us to do. And I don't mean in the kind of suffering that, you know, in some form of horrible punishment or something like that. I mean, you know what? When we don't do what God has called us to do, we'll never truly be satisfied. But I know this. When you do what you're called to do in Christ, there's a satisfaction that comes that doesn't come from anything else. When you truly do what He says. And I love that about that story because, remember, he said, No, go home and tell all your friends about me. And I love this because we're going to find out, we're going to realize that this man, this this demoniac that was possessed, that was, was healed by Jesus, he did exactly what he was told
0: to do. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again or any other in their entirety, please visit golgothafellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information, visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you.
1: Hi, folks. Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay grounded and anchored in the Word of God